0: Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more, recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only Coach Michelle. What do you do is a question we often hear from our clients in terms of fitness and nutrition journey. To start off the podcast today, I asked this exact question to Coach Michelle, and well, as you'll hear in this episode, our conversation went all over the place. We hope you enjoyed this our conversation. Thank you for listening as always, and please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. Hi, dudes. Hi. How are you today?
1: All right, you? I'm
0: very good. So let's play a game. Oh All boy. right. Okay. New client comes in, or maybe it's an old client, right? And they're like, so like, what do you do? Do you like, do you, what? what's your workout look like? What's your nutrition look like? Um, how would you answer that? <laughs> so before the podcast,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was mentioning to Hitty that I am a work in progress right now. Hmm. So I can talk about um, when I was at my finest Mm. when i really had things uh together but right now especially um you know coming out of quarantine and getting back to the gym um it's a little different for me right now Uh, well
0: let's let's start there though before you go back backtrack so and are you are you okay with where you are right now with everything that's you know as far as your nutrition and workout program goes or is is there a certain you know certain phase or certain spot that you're looking to get into. Yeah,
1: no, I am I am not okay with where I'm at okay. at all right now.
0: Okay. But what are the limiting factors that's preventing you from where you want to be and where you are today?
1: So I got away from... A lot of strength training mm. over the last year, so I'm trying to build that back up now, and I have been, so that feels really, really good. Mm. But I've just noticed so many changes in my body and the way that I feel and the way that I respond, um, you know, to different things. That you know, I, I'm missing that. I'm really missing that, and I need it back in my life.
0: Mm. And and it's strictly because you didn't have access to a lot of stuff as mm-hmm. far as strength training goes, that mm-hmm. you weren't able to. So you had a physical limitation as to why you weren't able to do it. So it wasn't like by choice. You were just right. like, I'm, I'm kind of done. No, it was just like you physically weren't able to get to the stuff that you needed to.
1: Right. And I think, too, the start and stop, start and stop of everything that's happened over the last year. You might get into a good uh, routine and then everything changes. Every, mm. Maybe it got pulled back, things like that. So, right. yeah. But now it, it feels like we're we're able to get a more consistent lifestyle again. And Mm. yeah, so I am just hoping to dive forward into getting a really good workout routine back Mm -hmm. under my belt.
0: So when I'm hearing, you know, what you're saying, I think awareness becomes a key piece Mm -hmm. as to understanding what we need. Right, like under the part of the this journey that we're on in the fitness and the nutrition, is finding out what works for us, what makes us happy, what makes us feel good. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not necessarily just about following the programs. Like programs are programs. That's just one component. I think everybody looks at programs as a gold mine. Like I need to find the perfect program, but the perfect program doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It's becoming aware of yourself and what your needs are. That's way more important than anything else. Um, And so when a client poses this questions of what do you do? uh, You know, the answer is going to depend on the season for Mm -hmm. me Uh, and then like yours as well, you know, right now you're a work in progress. So, you know, it's okay to be like, well, right now it doesn't really have a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. that's that's a completely honest and fine answer because I think a lot of clients look for us and seem, think like oh they must have a, a perfect solution and then the reality of the situation is we don't um, and we have a lot of flexibility that's built into it and I, I'd even sit, go on to say that like any fitness professional that will tell you this is what I stick to all the time and this is how my life is structured you know a lot of times I think is that's a lie mm-hmm. and I don't think you know, they have the best intention for you if they try to promote what they're doing on you. Mm-hmm. My first disclaimer when a client asks me these kind of question is like, well, this is working for me and this what is what works for me and I'll be more than happy to share with you. But at the same time, please understand that this may not work for you and this might not be the plan for you. It just works for me with my lifestyle, with how I like to go about my day and how I like to structure everything. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, let's let's go ahead. So where are you at now, hmm. and where do you strive to be?
1: Man, this feels like, I don't know, it feels like it's going to be more like therapy than anything here.
0: Well, and that t- kind of turns out that way every time, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It really does. Uh, so I ended up coaching a lot of virtual classes mm-hmm. at home over the last year, so doing a lot of body work things. Um, I, so I do notice that I'm in good places for some of my movements. For some of those things, it's just the heavy lifting that my body craves, that makes me feel stronger, that makes me stronger, um, helps me burn better. So that's where I'm really lacking. So lots of body weight core. Um, you know, our, our classes. I'm I'm doing those from home. I'm doing them at the gym when I'm when I'm coaching. But it's that that heavy lifting structure that I really need to get get mm-hmm. back into my
0: life. And you know, heavy lifting isn't for everyone, you mm-hmm. know, coming from a mean hip myself, you know, it's, it's not for everyone and that's okay. Like if that's not your thing, you know, don't worry about it. It's all good. I mean, I, I, I would advise you to at least give it a try mm-hmm. and give it a try as in like try for a short cycle. So maybe like a three months or so, like a, of a commitment of trying to see how that feels because really if you try it one time, that's not going to really give you a in-depth look at what that's like. Um, I would even say one month is probably not going to give you an in-depth look at what that's like. Three month, I think is a fair assessment of if this works for you or not. Uh, so that will be my suggestion as far as, but that's my personal advice, whether you take it or leave it, that's up to you as the listeners. Um, and as far as nutrition goes, how's that going for you dudes?
2: <laughs>
1: it's getting better. Let's say that. Okay. <laughs> So, again, everything is this reflection over the last year. It's, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of us tended to go toward more comfort foods. Mm-hmm. Plus, we were a little bit more bored. We got out of our structure uh, home more, so so access to snacks and and. So there were times when, you know, you don't even realize how much is slipping into your diet. And for me, it's, it's, it is the snacking. For me, you know, I can have really good, um, meal choices and things like that, but it's, it's the snacking. It's the, when I get hungry, what I'm grabbing or when I'm bored, bored. And tired are two huge things for me. I, if I'm either one of those things, I tend to get really snacky when what I should do is maybe drink a glass of water, take a nap. Um, yeah, so I've become more aware of that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you know one thing I want to point out is you use the word better, but let's make sure to define that like better in terms of where you want to be, mm-hmm. not necessarily better as in good or bad, mm-hmm. uh, because that like general scale of good to bad doesn't exist right like we we like to think that it does but there's no good or bad and and then there's no better so if there's no good or bad there's no better Mm -hmm. Do you see what i'm saying sure but there's better in terms of where you want to be yes so closer so i think in terms of maybe a little bit more of an arrow so like where you want to be and you're heading towards that direction or you're heading, you're kind of pulling away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's there's a beauty in just accepting where you are and and for for where you are. Like during the, the pandemic, um, it's, I think it's fair to say a lot of people went on the, the distance between where you want to be and where you were kind of increased mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. We had a lot of stress factors that were unpredictable unknown unexpected that came our way and as a result we kind of turned to food as comfort Mm -hmm. which as human beings we 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 do Uh, and instead of feeling guilty about that accepting that for what it was is totally so much better psychologically than putting so much pressure on yourself and beating yourself up over it right Right. So that's why I wanted to point that word out, because it's um, it's a word choice mm-hmm. that you probably threw out unconsciously. Right. But at the same time, it's an important piece of just kind of assessing what that phrase meant and what you meant by saying that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Um, and, you know, the way I look at it is like we did have a lot of time during quarantine to experiment and use that time for good. But also we had a lot of time to sit down and just kind of like feel everything
2: mm-hmm. and
0: we weren't used to feeling everything so we turned to food as a comfort to fill that feeling because sometimes we weren't ready to face it and and I think maybe I, I, I have a feeling of many of you that's listening to this can relate to what I'm saying right here mm-hmm. and um so you're working your way back to where you want to be
1: yes and to what feels good yes So I also think with me, uh, my age is, is a factor. I think the older we get, things start to uh, slow down in different ways. So, you know, being a little less active and eating more is affecting me more than it might have when I was younger. So I think Mm -hmm. I'm seeing some of those effects right now also.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. How can you go into a little bit more details of that? Like, how is that affecting you? Aside from like you know, the the, part, the thing that you mentioned as far as like your body changing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how else is that affecting you? Do you mean like mentally? Yeah.
1: It's, it's tough. It's, it's, you know, I, we have, so, so there's that extreme of that image of, of the person that we would really like to be, but then there's also the reality. So I know for me, I am much more comfortable 10 pounds later than I am right now. So my body feels better. I I feel like I can uh, do movements better. I I can accomplish things better. I don't get as tired. Um, Just everything feels better. So, Mm. you know, so I'm talking, you know, 10 pounds less. That's that's where I feel much healthier for me. Um, Mm. You know, so even probably, you know. I, I could probably lose a little bit more than that, but that's where, and my body seems okay there too. Like it, it, it can hold itself there easily without a whole lot of work from me. So, you know, you let these extra pounds slip in and, and then it starts to work on you.
0: So this this gonna this is a very very interesting conversation. I'm loving this. Okay, um, and then I know this is like a little bit on the cusp of uncomfortableness for you to be <laughs> talking about this. Yeah, and so,
1: I feel like there's this bright light shining on me.
0: <laughs> well, I this this is good. This is like nutrition counseling happening in in place, right? right? So where did you come up with this ten pound number? How did you come to know that like you are happy ten pounds lighter?
1: Well, so that's where my body seemed to want to stay pre pandemic pretty much on its own with a, with a, you know, healthy choices, but not, you know, not really stressing myself to maintain any kind of certain, you know, calorie intake or, or certain foods, like just naturally, that's where it, it it could stay there with a good balance of exercise and nutrition easily.
0: So what do you feel like that number was something that you unconsciously planted in your head that that's your happy number. And now that you're away, you're associating how you feel with that particular number. And because you are, um, 10 pounds more than that number. Now you're kind of wrapping everything around that, like all the solution, all the thoughts that's navigating from it is based off of that instead of accepting as like, Oh, I'm here now. Um, And, you know, like, I'm just going to accept it where I am instead of, you know, this is where I want to go back to. And all of your thoughts stems from that.
1: Yes. So two months ago, you asked me that question. Yes, absolutely. What I have had to do for myself in the last two months was really try to find that happiness Mm. where I am and and just you know because if if you're not willing to accept yourself where you are then it's re- really really you're defeating yourself at every turn and you're you're filling yourself with that that negativity or you know you're you're setting yourself up f- for failure because if you're already feeling bad about where you are and then you might have a day where you're not making the best nutrition choices then you're just going to keep feeling worse and worse and worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. and that's where i was at so i was i was getting all of these negative thoughts in my mind i was um, processing things poorly. I was really putting myself down at every, at every turn. I'm at a better place now where I am accepting of where I'm at, but I also know, okay, we need to start addressing this. We need to start feeling better. Mm. Uh, and we, and we need to start being active. So that, that 10 pound less number is actually not still not a happy number for me. Mm. (laughs) That's still a little on the high side for me, but because of working with you for so long, I know you, you can't. Identify yourself with that number. It's not always easy to do, but I always try to remind myself of that.
0: Right. I mean, it's easy for me to say, like, "Hey, don't associate yourself with the number on the scale." But I know the reality is a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. So it's my a- goal in in conversation like this is to try to shift the framework as to which you work with. Mm-hmm. Right. For the longest time, we've been told consciously unconsciously that the number on the scale kind of matters and the how you look matters in today's world and in the society but we just kind of have to break that mold and break that barrier and start to see things a little differently mm-hmm. so what i was what i'm hoping that you would get to is <laughs> you know when you looked at yourself and kind of compared where you are now to where you felt like you were the happiest Right. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go back to the place where you felt really happy about yourself okay. and compare where you are today. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things that feel that you feel like are missing in your life?
1: Wow, hitty. This is not <laughs> what I thought the topic was going to be. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to just do a little side note here, a little disclaimer. I think, especially women, when I think back to that happy place, okay, so I can come up with a number in my head where that was probably Uh my my happiest. However, when I was at that number, I had things that I was unhappy about, and now that I'm away from that number, now I'm like, oh, you were... So dumb at that time <laughs> because all of these things felt better then. So I think as I as I as I progress and as I get back to where I should be, I'm going to appreciate things a lot more. Um, getting there. So I think as women, we often tend to, no matter where we're at, we still nitpick at ourselves, and, and we all need to stop that. Myself included. Uh, so, okay. So I got off track there. So reel me back in if I need to. So where I was the happiest and where I was now, tell me again what the question was.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and and (laughs) then let me make, let let me make this side note too. So the question was, you know, where you are today and, and compare yourself to where you felt happiest. Mm -hmm. Now this happiness the, the the moment in time that you felt happiest, Mm -hmm. I don't want that to be associated number on the scale or how you looked. Because that's superficial happiness. Okay, I'm talking about happiness, happiest as in like, regardless of what the number on the scale said, you just like felt like, okay, I feel like I'm myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the association with the number on the scale and the way you look to happiest, happiness, is not real. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's superficial. Because happiness doesn't need to tie into those two things. And that's, that's a social construct that was, that was thrown at us. And then it's not realistic. I'm talking about happy, happiness to the core. Like you felt really satisfied. You felt like you were living your best life mm-hmm. because of the things that you're doing, because of the people that you're serving. That kind of happiness is what I'm talking about.
2: Oh,
1: boy. My goodness. Hitting Okay. He is like... I I needed more prep for this one today. I'm spitting
0: fire today.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Not even time to process. Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: So let's define that moment. So like as you're sitting here and thinking about it, like when was that time that you feel like, okay, like, and it, it might, and as you think through this more, you know, throughout the day, you may come up with a different time frame. <laughs> That's so true. It, it's it's true. But like in this moment, when I pose this question to you, what is that moment that you think of when I said, you know, think back to your happiest times, mm-hmm. happiest moment, when would that be?
1: Oh. Well, my happiest moment or my, ha- okay, so here we go. So um, as I was, Okay. So this is, this is the moment I'm going to pick right now. Okay. As I was, I was learning to take better care of myself mm-hmm. and I was putting myself first. Um, that was probably a really great time for me. Um, fitness wise, uh, personally, I was very happy with where I was at and how I was taking care of myself. So it kind of made everything else in my life fit into place. And I saw everything else around me in a really positive way. So mm. being a mom, being a friend, being, you know, at the gym, all of those things just felt really good. And I, I think it was because I was addressing my own personal needs
2: mm-hmm. and
1: taking care of me first. And then everything else just started to, to fit in. Mm. And, and the better you feel about yourself, the more you want to take care of yourself, the mm. more you want to um i I, what's the word but you you know you just really want like when you're when you're eating well when you're doing really well at the gym when you're having really good relationships you want to just keep fostering that because it feels so good Mm. i guess that's what i'm trying to say
0: so in this journey of fitness and nutrition, right, uh-huh. oftentimes we associate happiness with the number on the scale and the way we look in the mirror. Uh-huh. But in reality, if we really sit down to think about it, it's when we start to discover ourselves, that's when we find our happiness. Because uh-huh. you feel like, OK, I'm learning something new. This is something that's meaningful to me. And I am on a journey uh-huh. instead of just going through a program or going through a movement or a, 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 something that's thrown in front of you you're finding yourself through the movements that you're doing, through the things that you're doing, and it yes. starts to affect other areas of your life. Yes. If we start to think in those terms, mm-hmm. things will start to click. Yes. If we stopped obsessing over the numbers, if mm-hmm. we stop obsessing over the, th- the way we look in the mirror, which, by the way, if we start to think in these terms, that will also most likely take care of yourself in the long run.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's that when we find that groove, we also, this, 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 is how, this is how our mind works, right? When we find that groove and we truly find that happiness, this little doubt kicks in. It's like, this is too good to be true. <laughs> let me find the fault in this. Right. Even though I'm not happy, my scale is not moving two weeks after we joined this program. So this must not be working. So let me change course. This is what a lot of people tend to do, mm-hmm. right? No, I would say stick with it. Yes. enjoy the ride, yes. find more meaning in it, mm-hmm. see how you can continue to improve yourself and then see what happens.
1: Yes. And, and your thinking process is a huge part of this whole thing, your whole yes. journey. Uh, so I've been, I always talk about how I write. Uh, so I've been trying to change my thoughts and it's really hard. It's really hard to do and we don't always have the time to do that. So I've been trying to do it through writing and I'll just write and I'll write my, my negative thoughts, and then I'll write how I can change them or how I could have a different perspective. And then it makes me feel better. And all of a sudden I start to remember those things about myself that I really like or liked that I've you know lost a little bit of right now.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: The other thing about talking about numbers, and I've mentioned this before in the podcast, there have been days when I have not felt good about myself. We all have those days. Maybe you, know, you, you ate a lot the day before, maybe you're just feeling like a little bloated, anything, and you just don't feel good. And then what do we do? We weigh ourselves and then we beat ourselves up more. And then I've looked at photos and I'll say, I, I used to record my weight every day. So I can I can go back and, and look and say, but I'll see a picture of myself and I'll say, I want to look like that. I wonder what I weighed that day. And then I'll go back and I'll look. So if, say there, there's, there's a picture on Facebook and I can look and see what day I posted it. And then I would look back at my weight. Sometimes I have looked back and my weight that day that I'm feeling miserable might actually be less than the day of a photo that I see of myself and and what it is I think that's happening is I can look at that photo and I can associate it with really good feelings I felt good that day I feel like I looked good that day and it didn't have and I might have been 5 pounds heavier than that day that I was feeling overweight or yucky or whatever feelings I was having that day. So it really didn't have anything to do with the number on the scale at all. It had to to do with the feelings that I was feeling or where I was at at that particular time.
0: Yeah. I mean, happiness has no association with the number on the scale Mm -hmm. or the way we look, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the truth. But we're, we're sold to believe that that's not true. You right. know, like our happiness needs to be based off the number, the scale, of the way we look. It's, it's so wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to develop like no tolerance for people who promote that kind of stuff. And then the companies who promote that, like weight loss, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Stop it. It does more harm than good. Like I, I, I see this in today's youth. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the adults, but it's the youth that's feeling the blunt. And, and if you don't see it, you must be blind because so the eating disorders and and the body image issues that the kids are developing nowadays is, is absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. And I blame it on this issue of how happiness has come to be associated with the number on the scale and the way they look. And it starts with us as adults, as a leading generation to be promoting this kind of nonsense who puts this kind of negative energy forward. And I have no tolerance for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's really sickening to see on social media. To be honest with you, anybody who promotes this kind of like products or things, and it, it and it's great. Like if you're if you want to be on this weight loss journey, that's great. And if you want to share that, that's great. But companies who profit off of that, that's sickening.
1: Right, and it, it's it's so prevalent right now that mm-hmm. it's getting like. You're right. I I see it happening a lot. I see it happening with my daughter's friends. I see it happening with kids in school. Just so much more than than you know is ever acceptable for the, for this type of, of thing where people are just so focused on mm-hmm. losing and it's also um, a form of control and right. from the people that I've known who have eating disorders too it's it, it's a way to control things when you feel like you're out of control so something else might be going on in your life and and uh, you know but the truth is, people are going to love you for who you are and and what you bring to the table. There's nobody who's going to be like, Oh, Michelle weighs this much today. Right? <laughs> She's not my friend anymore. And I, in turn, I don't ever look at anybody else that way either. If somebody might be getting to an unhealthy weight, then maybe you want to help them or, you know, uh, that sort of thing to help them just get back to where their, their health isn't in danger. But, no, there's never a time that I look at my friends and think like, oh, Hitty's up three pounds today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be proud of your weight loss journey, but define your life by your weight loss journey is a little bit sad. Yes. I mean, you have so much more to offer to the world than that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, here's here's what the, the companies will do is like, oh, use your story to promote yourself. You can sell this much product because they know like... That's a trigger for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We know that. And and that's great if you want to be on that journey. I have nothing against that. Like if that's the journey that you want to be on, wonderful. But realize that like companies will feed off of that Mm -hmm. without you realizing. Because they realize that you're really happy and they're excited about the pounds that's coming off your body. So they're going to utilize that experience for you to sell the products that they promote. That's where I have issues with. Um, Even if it works for you, understand that to a lot of people, more people than the people that would work for, it won't work and it would actually cause problems down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's where like and that's true about anything in the fitness world. Our training program might work for one person, but it may not work for other. Mm-hmm. I, I am fully aware of that. I'm never going to say this is a program for everyone. Right. You know, that's why we create separate programs. We have an adult fitness program and we have an athlete's program that's for, you know, athlete specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and we call it comprehensive because we doing you know, we, I do due diligence in trying to figure out what today's athletes need. And that's why we call it comprehensive because I'm pretty, you know, I'm proud of our product. I'm proud of the, the the work that's gotten into, like, create that program as a program as a whole. Mm-hmm. But is it going to work for every single athlete? No. Right. I know the, exactly the athletes that it won't work for. If athletes come in with a, a little cocky attitude who thinks they know everything, this program is not going to work for them. Mm-hmm. If athletes come in and are timid of the group setting and they feel like, You know, they need more one-on-one attention, probably not going to work for them. Mm -hmm. And so it's not for everyone, but it's for, I try to target the majority in our group classes, but I I also know there's going to be people who's not going to work for. And, um... It's just one of those things, like, as I sit here and think more and more, you know, and, and kind of, we kind of got off course with today's topic. We <laughs> <it's> always do. <typical. laughs> yeah. So typical. What's the, what's the topic again? It, it was like, what do you do? Right. And then it became a nutrition <laughs> counseling and then it kind of went all over the place. But anywho, um, you know, it's one of those things. Like, if you are in this industry, we need to realize, like, I, you know, I, the more and more I i do this business more and more especially in the fitness industry i have so much problems with marketing Mm -hmm. i marketing ploy, marketing schemes marketing to try to quote-unquote target certain populations even though it's not real it's not it's not a it's not a thing Mm -hmm. um same thing with sports specific training like speed training is speed training there's no speed training for certain sports right you know like it's that's period. Because speed the speed. Yeah. Yes. There's no there's no difference in how a soccer player runs versus a football player runs. There's certain emphasis that you will put on based on the sports that they play, but acceleration's acceleration. There's no soccer acceleration versus football acceleration. There's no, ch- no soccer change of direction versus lacrosse changes directions. Mechanics, body angle, body awareness, all that stuff. They're all the same. But people would use marketing to try to pull a certain group of people. And I have issues with that mm-hmm. because they're just basically trying to dig into your pocket. Like, if you really, truly care about these athletes, offer it as what it is. Be honest. Be upfront. Be transparent. That's what's important mm-hmm. because there's so much misinformation out there in the fitness and the training world that it's so hard for a general population to navigate through. Why make it more complicated and why feed into the problem? right you see what i'm saying yes and that's where i have issues with because i'm like we shouldn't be making it more difficult to people to navigate through this we should be making it easy for people to navigate through this
1: right and it almost seems like we've adopted a theory that like if something's more expensive that automatically means that it's better yes so not true (laughs) absolutely
0: not true it's so it's so wrong yes i don't understand it like and, and especially to me like because i have such a passion for working with youth when things become harder for kids and i see the effect on the kids that's where it hurts Mm -hmm. like that's where i have issues with and where that's where i like i can't help but to not hold my tongue Mm -hmm. sometimes and that's uh you know that's my biggest downfall but it's because like when i look at working with youth as a privilege i've said that before and so if when you look at it as a privilege you want to help them lead and guide them to the right direction and guiding them through the right direction means like being transparent being honest being honest with them when i make a mistake mm-hmm. and also you know holding myself accountable for telling the truth and um so that's that's how i feel today <laughs> <laughs> Oh, i can i wasn't expecting this podcast to be a really passionate one but i, I feel know like kinda, right we went deep we went deep and it was passionate and uh spit fire today <laughs> i think that's that's the phrase of the day we spit fire Spit fire. <laughs> well do you have anything else you want to add to this uh this episode dupes i don't think so well thank you for listening as always we'll be back to spit more fire next <laughs> week oh. <laughs> are you going to conclude it with uh, what you usually say
1: <laughs> bye everyone <laughs>